0: This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Now, you might remember our next guest, Harold Green III, for his last poetry book called Black Roses. That was a nod to powerful Black women and a tribute to the women in his life who molded him. Now, the Chicago poet and author is out with a new book called Black Oak. And this time, he honors inspirational Black men who have shaped American society, from LeBron James and Chance the Rapper to Mark Lamont Hill. Harold Green III joins us now to tell us more about his latest work. Hi, Harold. Great to have you back.
1: Hey, Sasha. How you doing? I'm so honored to be
0: back. So Black Roses, as I mentioned, that was really a a celebration of trailblazing Black women, right? So, Did you always know that you were going to write another book honoring Black men?
1: I did. Uh, It began, the project began as a video old. So I knew when I started the project around 2019 that it was going to have a companion uh, celebrating Black men as well. So it all kind of came into fruition on the publication side as well.
0: Now you start the book by talking about your father's relationship with poetry and music and how you learned that music's a language and not just a source of entertainment. Can you just expand on that?
1: Yeah, it was... You know, I, and I talked to him about this recently, you know, you never know what kids are picking up on, you know, and I thought it was such a interesting thing when I was younger, I would ride around with him and certain music would play. And I would just see how impassioned he would be everything from Billy Joe to Prince to Stevie Wonder and Stevie Wonders song as very specifically when it got to that like rap part at the end mm-hmm. and he would rewind it time and time again he would stay in the car until he got it just right and i could tell there was a certain connection between him and the music and i began to realize that my father's way of coping with life whether that whether that's celebration joy or through hardships whatever the emotion was that he was dealing with music was able to communicate right back to him, And I thought that was a beautiful thing. And the older I got, the more I understood it, I would stay in my own car and mm-hmm. listen to songs on repeat or just, you know, until it just really sat in my heart or, you know, singing things at the top of my lungs. So mm-hmm. it's a beautiful thing being passed down.
0: Well, speaking of music, each poem in this book uh, that you've written is, is an ode to, you know, a male Black musician, artist, filmmaker, athlete, and, and much more. How, how did you come up with that list?
1: It was a, a toiling effort uh, because in my heart, I have space for so many, you know? So I came in with a pretty lofty list, but it was easier to cut down this list because I knew how our process was from Black Roses. So I knew that we were only gonna be doing 40. So I just tried to be as calculated and intentional and as diverse as possible with mm-hmm. the list. And I knew I wanted to add not only, um people of different uh, disciplines, but also people of different sexual orientations as well, um, because I thought that was important representation.
0: And you you actually break the, uh, the book up into these chapters, right? Brave hearts, champions, dreamers, guardians, humanitarians. How did you organize the poems?
1: I wanted to make sure that we weren't um, compartmentalizing anybody to a career. I wanted to make sure that the, the titles and the the spaces that we put before people allow people as we wanted them to to do in both of these books to see themselves. So there are so many people who are out there who are brave hearts and humanitarians. And you may not be an engineer or a multi-platinum uh, winning artist or something of the nature, but these particular mod- uh, modifications, you could be, you know, so I wanted people to just see themselves and I feel like most of these men could have been interchangeable in any one of those chapters.
0: You also have 3 poems in there for the Harold Greens in your life, including <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> one for yourself, which I thought was pretty pretty awesome. Uh, talk about what you wrote about your father and your grandfather. Like what what stories should we know about these men?
1: You know, I thought it was really important. I was just talking to my sister about this the other day um because she called me to tell me how she thought this book was going to be a game changer. Um, Because even for her, reading the poems about our father and our grandfather, it really opened her heart again, you know, and these are men that she knows very intimately, but like, I wanted to share very specific parts of them that I thought made them special to me. And again, you know, back to the music and the dancing for my dad, like he was a FedEx courier for over 30 some odd years, but the way that he was able to celebrate and release his joy and his happiness was through dance and music. And as a kid, I would go to my, you know, to the patio of my granddad's backyard and him and I would dance to Michael Jackson and do splits and the whole block would come and watch us. And and we put on a show and and weddings and, and receptions and it was just a very beautiful thing and a beautiful connection that we had. And um, my grandfather, I just, he's such a Southern gentleman and somebody who takes honor in everything that he does from his clothing to the way that he cleans up. Yeah, you said he was clean, right? He's a clean man to this day, you know, just very pristine. And I just, I really paid attention to that as a kid and just the way that he serves, you know, he would cook up gumbo. And the whole block, I remember one time I looked up and one of my teachers from school was in line and I was like, what is going on, you know? So he was one of of those guys, man. And he would clean everybody's gutters and cut people's jars and do all these wonderful things. And I remember one time we had a flood or something on my block uh, when we had moved and my grandfather came out and he looked at me and my dad and said, it's time to get to work. And he had us going to everybody's house, helping to clean out and and get buckets of water out and do, you know, so that's just the type of guy he is, yeah.
0: That's awesome. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just tuning in, we're talking with Chicago poet and author Harold Green III about his new poetry book. It's called Black Oak and it's out today. So in that poem that you wrote uh, about yourself, I noticed you refer to yourself as a florist. What's behind that title?
1: You know, I I really think that I've been doing this for nineteen years, and I really believe that every single piece of work that I've put out there has just been a seed, and I've just been fertilizing the ground everywhere I go, every state, every city and I think it's so important to think of my work in that way because i've watched it I've watched it grow up I've created so many gardens out here, you know, and people continue to remind me of that and i'm I'm so intentional about my work. I think that everybody's different when it comes to being an entertainer and things like that. But I take what I do so seriously. And I, instead of, you know, my mom taught me this, my sister and I this when we were younger. Like, you don't wait for anybody to tell you the good things about yourself, you know. And instead of waiting around for somebody to give me some accolades or tell me that I've I've done a great job with this, yeah. I wanted to make sure I included myself. And, and in that, I wanted to make sure that I gave other people the green light. To celebrate themselves in these types of ways. It's okay to see yourself and not wait for others to see you. And, you know, that's, that's, that's a part of my florist, you Mm -hmm. know, mentality. You know, I not only do I want to help others grow, but myself as well.
0: Yeah. And you put, you put this poem in the dreamers chapter.
1: Yes. I, I. And if it's one thing, I am. It's, it's absolutely <laughs> You're a dreamer. A dreamer. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I, th- I, dream. I think
0: some of those dreams are coming true, wouldn't you say? I think, I,
1: I believe so. Being on this program today and before has been one of those too. So yes. Oh.
0: Your your favorite poem, that's Carrie's Black Side. Can you read a part of it for us?
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. This is, It was such an honor to, to write about uh, Carrie James Marshall. I think he's put so much into his work um so i want to share that with you all Carry's black side over to kerry james marshall birmingham birthed a blank canvas named Carrie, who would go on to become a black billionaire chromatically rich he watched his father fix fancy watches so he knew taste took time and a special set of hands. A pair that could refine mud, dignify the dirt and snatch the night from the sky. Add some sun, river and trees to diversify the value. Kerry makes black look rich, warm and cool, approachable even. He grew up near black Panthers. So he knew how to give black claws and eyes that pounce. And every time Kerry laughs, 32 whites show up in grand fashion as if they've been waiting to be a part of the action. They don't even beg a pardon. And it happens often because Carrie laughs much for varying reasons, sometimes in humor and other times in disbelief. But no matter how often they show up, Carrie reminds us that Black is rich, complex and full of potential. And if nothing else, Carrie has taught us Black on Black is not violent. It as well.
0: Why is that your favorite <laughs> one?
1: You know, I, it, that's the one I wanted to read today. All of them are my favorite. I, <laughs> I, I'm terrible with favorite. That's the one I just I wanted to read today because Carrie is a Chicago one, and, and so it just so happens Carrie lives right up the street from me, <laughs> and I thought that was I thought that was beautiful. I one time I was I was driving, and I saw him gardening. And you know, look at that, you know, look at that connection, mm-hmm. you know? And I thought that was a beautiful thing, man. And I'm such a fan of his work. Um, and I just thought it would be a great chance being on a Chicago-based program to, to pay homage to another Chicago-based brilliant black man.
0: You got other Chicago connections in there too, right? Yeah,
1: I do. Yeah, Chance is in there. Hebrew Brantley is in there. We got the Aster Gates in there uh we got uh Dr. Reverend Otis Moss third in there so it's 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 a lot of chicago boys yeah. in there
0: Melissa Kobe worked on the artwork in this book too just like in your last one Black Roses what was it like working with her again on this
1: An amazing journey I you know I, I've picked up I feel like new friends along the way with this, you know, I had the opportunity to have a a black female illustrator, black female book designer and all of this great stuff. And being able to work with Melissa was so wonderful. She was, she's just so talented and her style of the faceless portrait, it just aligned with what we yes. were trying to do. I thought creating that was so reflection.
0: interesting.
1: Yeah, Absolutely yeah that was the that was the goal you know we wanted the we wanted the poems to be a reflection for people to read and to see themselves in the words, and I wanted to match that with art so her her works with it being faceless became mirrors. you know
0: in your intro, you write quote to know that you are valued just for existing and striving to be your best self is a relief in an often stressful and dismissive world. I feel like that. Pretty much encapsulates why you wrote this book
1: <laughs> absolutely i you know and i thought about so many of my home boys and the way that you know i i talked to them in private and the way i try to you know fill them up and, and affirm them and things of that nature and mm-hmm. i wanted to be able to have a chance to spread that type of love to all Black men who have a chance to access and not just pick up and read this book, but those who may have picked it up and then encounter another Black man who may not even pick up and read this book, but now you have the language to help somebody else kind of move through that day. And I think that that's so important because a lot of times as men, we don't express ourselves or don't communicate our emotions, whether they be good or bad properly. And I think that there's so much power and telling and telling another man, hey, you're doing great, man. Hey, I see you. I know it's hard. I know what you're going through, but keep it up, man. And you're doing an amazing job. That could change somebody's day, their life even.
0: Yeah. Harold Green the third is a Chicago poet and author out now with his new book of poetry. It's called Black Oak. Thank you so much for coming back on the show, Harold.
1: Man, anytime. Thank you so much, Sasha.